podcast. Why does it feel like a while since we've done a podcast? Well, it has been a minute since mm-hmm. we've done a podcast, and I can't figure out why that is, but for some reason... And here we are. But we've been spending lots of time together. We I know. just have been forgetting to turn a microphone on. <laughs> Let's just always turn a microphone on whenever we're together. That's what we should do. <laughs> people will be like, they're like, I'm so tired of hearing you guys talk about shopping. Talk about something else. Stop. I thought you were going to say, I'm so tired of hearing you guys talking about chakras. But you said shopping. <laughs> either, either. Either one. Either, either are one. true at any given moment. Uh, or spring girls. We talk about spring girls a lot. Um, yeah. and, and amazing uh, French restaurants and... French waiters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the good things in life. All the good things. So, um, Natalie Roy. Hi, Kristen Hange. <laughs> I'm just so happy. so lucky. <laughs> this is when people need to see us. Like, this uh-huh. is when a video would be more appropriate because they would just see us, like, really doing our best to be like, we really need to start this podcast, but we're having too much fun looking at each other. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun oh, to have a best friend. It's the most fun ever. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like um, there's a, a joy that you always experience with like your very, very young childhood best friends? Mm-hmm. There's, this, there's a level of like, we want to do everything together and wear matching outfits and um, wear all the same makeup and have the same matching phones and do the same all the things. Like even my best friend Janelle and I, we used to have matching cars. Like We <laughs> both had 1994 Ford Escorts. That like is it was so the cutest. fun. Yes, yeah. that is. <laughs> and it was like the junkiest car to have at the moment. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we were like so proud of our matching cars and we'd park them beside each other in like the campus parking lot. Like just like nerds, right? But like as you get older, you start to feel like shy and embarrassed that like those things are like silly and you should be appropriate. And, oh, you know. I forget being appropriate. Right. <laughs> I always feel like whenever two people meet, they create... And they connect. They create a world together. Mm. So there's all these like individual worlds that create it, get created when you connect with someone on a deep level. And like what happens with best friends is you fall in love with the world you create together. Ooh, I love that. Thank you very much. We have the most fun world. It's full of <laughs> butterflies and uh, Paris uh-huh. and fun and spirituality and cute hair products. It's all the best things. <laughs> And don't forget Sephora makeovers. Yay! We love a Sephora makeover. Well, I feel like that's such a great transition into <laughs> our topic this week. Which is... Ready? Uh, self-love, self-love as, as protest. protest. <laughs> Another way to um, think about it is self-love as rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I think what started coming to us, we were actually in a cab on our way home from Teaching Create, and we were talking about... <clears throat> Conditioning, as we talk about and create all the time. We talk about the conditioned beliefs of not enoughness, of scarcity, of being appropriate, of, you know, doing what others want you to do. And uh, we were saying, what if as an act of rebellion, you could love yourself in a world that always tells you you're only going to be worthy if you get this next product, if you do this next thing, if you lose five pounds, if you get a little bit better, if you get one more credit on your resume. What if in a world that tells you constantly you're not there yet, you're not ready yet, you're not worthy yet, what if as an act of protest or rebellion, you stood for, I am worthy, I am enough, and I love myself? Mm. And it's so interesting. You and I talk often about in our individual classes that we teach and with clients, what comes up over and over again as the essential piece at the the bottom of everything is Mm self-love. So whether your relationships aren't working or there's, you feel uh, disconnected from prosperity or the career that you want underneath everything, the place we start is a deep self-love 
And from self-love comes this feeling of self-deservingness. And if we were made perfect, um, and all we have to do is embrace our innate perfection, and that once we really fully grasp and value who we are, then the rest of the world can. Yes. It shows us where our job is to start. Yes. But I feel like most of us, bless us, were raised by parents that thought there was something to fix inside themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so feeling their own sense of not enoughness projected that upon us without meaning to, Mm. as did our classmates and our teachers and just society in whole. I mean, turn on the TV, which I don't know about you, but I watched a lot of TV as a young kid, (laughs) um, that is always trying to sell you a product. Mm -hmm. You get the feeling that um, what would make you complete is something outside of you. Absolutely. Right? So to completely turn the tables... Creating a space of self-love that is so big, that is so bold, that it feels like the March on Washington. It feels like a protest. It's like, I'm going to stand for who I am. I'm going to stand that that I'm beautiful. I'm going to stand for that I'm talented. I'm going to stand for this great life of mine is happening for me right now. Because as we know, and as Michael Beckwith will talk about, it's, it's... if God is trying to become conscious of itself, the universe is trying to become conscious of itself through us, it only can to the point that we will let it. Yes. Right? So this big, huge self-love, what it does is let it lets us open up to really see how the universe wants to love us. It yes. can't love us if we aren't already in the space of loving ourselves. Right? Because otherwise, if we're, we're criticizing ourselves or not feeling enough, we're closing off opportunities all the time that we don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's like so interesting because I think humans are so critical and so judgmental and so comparing. And I think to myself, um, nature doesn't do anything greater than nature. Mm-hmm. Right? A yeah. rose isn't more beautiful than a tulip. Mm-hmm. And never would nature... Um, shame itself for not being something other than exactly what it is because it knows that its purpose on the planet is to be exactly what it is. So it just takes a stand and that rose will bloom like it is the most beautiful rose in the world and so will the rose beside it and they will both be equally beautiful. And that's the whole point is that we don't have to um, compete. We don't have to say, can I love myself if I'm as good as what I see over here? And, and we don't have to say that our love for ourselves is conditional because the minute we love ourselves conditionally, then the only thing that can possibly be reflected, like you said, Ooh. is us being loved from the outside, from the universe, from our bank account, from our amount of auditions we have, from whatever we're doing. It can only come back to us in a conditional nature. And one thing I love, you mentioned Beckwith, who we love, he has this gorgeous quote, God knows you as itself, But the law of God knows you as you know yourself. So what that means is like we are divine. We are the universe. The same way we think of like the universe as something like outside of ourselves, this cosmic consciousness, this vibration that can make things happen and do things. That's also what we are. We are that same consciousness. We are that same spirit. We are that same vibrational energy. We can be the causer of effect in the world, in our world, and in our outer world. But if we don't know ourselves to be that, then the law 
of divine, the law of nature, the law of cosmic consciousness can only experience itself through us according to what we believe ourselves to be. So if we believe ourselves to be not worthy of loving ourselves, then all of the universe can only reflect back reasons why we are not lovable. Oh, it's, it's so fascinating to realize and to see how the power is within us, mm. right? And which is what every tradition will always tell us is, is that it's all within. Mm. Florence Govelshin has this quote that I love about a process of baptizing everything as success. I love right? that. Oh. And so if we are the image and likeness of the divine, if we are divine incarnate here, we have the power of gods and goddesses within us. We have the power to say, this is successful now. Yes. So to say, like, I, I love to practice this in many different ways. Like, um, having a business conversation and part of you, have you ever like walked away and gone, oh, I could have said this or I could have done this different or I'm sure people have that with auditions or mm -hmm. on, on dates. Mm. But instead of letting even the mind go back into how could, a, could a, I have done it differently, going to, oh, that was a success. Yes. I baptized Nailed that it. success. Nailed it. <laughs> that was the smartest thing I've ever could have said. Yes. Like, to, to constantly be in a place where we are approving of ourselves and what is happening. And in the book, uh, The Four Agreements, mm -hmm. I love that one of the agreements is always do your best. But what he talks about in that book is, but your best when you're sick is different than your best when you're healthy. Yeah. So you can't judge your best against what you think, you know, like your personal best is. It's like your best is checking in with your heart. Did I do my best? Then that's enough. Yes. You know, and I think all of us innately feel like we are not doing our best job loving ourselves, and that's where our deep shame comes in. So then we want to feel reflected outside of us. Oh, look how you're not doing a good enough job loving me. Look how my agent isn't loving me enough. Look how I'm not being loved by my bank account enough. Look how I'm not being loved by this partner enough. But really, it's just because we don't really want to look at the fact that as powerful creators, we have the opportunity to give ourselves infinite unlimited self-love and we're withholding that from ourselves that's it we withhold it from ourselves and then we get upset when the outer world does Ooh, right we're so, such sweet babies we're the sweetest babies <laughs> but one of the most powerful things we can do is let everyone off the hook from loving us yes and validating us yes you are completely off the hook from having to love me or validate me because i can do it all within myself yes you are off the hook from giving me a great life because i can do it within myself mm. and you are off the hook from giving me opportunities and from giving me, you know, whatever, the career I want, because I create it all from within. And I think what's so powerful about that, too, is when you think about what the energy of a protest is, is that a protest arises from saying, the outer world is not reflecting what I believe in my heart to be true. That is what happens. It's like the outer world, let's say in our current world, mm -hmm. is saying the environment, not really that important. Right. Or to some people it's important, but not enough that we're actually making real big changes about. Right. So some people have this inner desire that nature deserves protection and love and honoring. And so even though the outer world is saying, eh, you know, yeah, kind of, whatever, that the inner conviction of how 
the depth of that love and devotion to nature mm -hmm. is so strong that it makes someone in the face of non-agreement take such a stand that they will march and tie themselves to trees and in some cases, you know, have their lives threatened. Like some of the uh, Dakota Pipeline yes. people really put sort of their lives and energy really on the forefront of what could have been a very dangerous situation because they believed in the sacredness of what they were standing for so, so much. So in the same way we are being called to stand for the sacredness within ourselves. Yes. Right? Getting out of bed in the morning and saying, I am going to stand for loving myself today and finding all the things about me that are lovable, including the things that my like reptilian brain will want to criticize, yes. right? So to to create a different vibration in my life, I will watch when my brain wants to say this needs to be fixed or you need to do this and like and interrupt that process and say, no, I am protesting against that part of my ego that wants to say not enough and say, I am for all of this in myself. I yes. am loving every part of myself. I am loving yes. my thighs how they are today. Yes. I'm loving my bank account how it is today. Yes. I am loving every part of myself and I'm going to, as protest and as rebellion, find different things today to fall in love with in myself yes. and the rest of the world. And wouldn't the power even be, I'm going to love my anger, mm. I'm going to love my imperfectness. Yes. Like, I'm not going to try to make myself the best, most spiritual, most evolved person mm -hmm. so that then I'm worthy of my own love. Because yes. then you're just playing the same game as the outer world is playing. Right. Then I'm just trying to be something that I'm not. Yes. Right. What if you could love your humanity in whatever way? I can love that I'm impatient and I can love that I'm kind. Mm -hmm. I can love all of it and I will love all of it so, so much and stand for all of it because the standing of it will evolve and change it. That's that's right. It's like um, whatever you resist persists. So if there's a part of ourselves that we're resisting or pushing down or yes. hiding or we don't think it's clean or worthy enough, it's just going to persist until we can love it enough to let that energy change. Mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting. Um, it makes me think uh, about in terms of Oh, hold on. It was there, oh. and now it's going. Oh, oh. that we can't... We, we were talking about this the other night in the Divine Feminine class about how we can't be in survival and celebration at the same time. I love that. So instead of having to um, get our mind around, like, what do I need to do? To, what do I need to do yes. to be um, a better actor? What do I need to do to be more prosperous and getting into this place that is so action driven let me celebrate so completely who I am and be so in love with myself that all of a sudden these actions come out of a place of love mm. instead of a place of self-criticism yes. and if we have two places we can ever act from fear and love we know our life will reflect the energy of where we're coming from Mm -hmm. And Beckwith has been doing this whole um, series right now about your vibrational address. I love it. It's the best. And he talks so much about getting out of doing and just getting into that being zone. Mm. And we're really kind of talking about that being zone in terms of self-love as protest. Like, let's start from the being place of this deep, exciting, activated self-love and then see what happens out of that energy. So it's interesting that Osho has a really interesting way of, of talking uh -huh. about this. Is He says, um, so many people will say, I have a problem with how afraid I feel. I have a problem with how angry I feel. I have a problem with how... Um, 
agitated, I feel. And Osho says, what you actually do when you say that, if you say, I have a problem with anxiety, I have a problem with anger, is then what you do is you focus more. When am I angry? Why am I angry? What causes my anger? Uh, and though in the end, you actually spend all of your time thinking about anger. And so what happens is there's more opportunities, there's more energy around anger. So Osho says, and I love it, he says, everyone just needs a problem with love. Start having a problem with love. Like, I need more love in my life. I'm not loving enough. I don't have enough love. Where's all the love? Like, I have to find the love. I have to get more love. I have to figure out how to uh, focus all my energy on, on love. love. And it's like, if you actually just got a problem with love, <laughs> then all the other problems would disappear. Mm. So let us all get the problem of how much we love ourselves and see what happens. Right? And it's very interesting because I feel like when we start to have this conversation, people are so afraid that self-love will turn into some sort of selfishness yes. or it won't be humble enough or they'll, they'll, they'll come off as too cocky. And I really think that I am not worried about that in people. <laughs> do you know, I, mean, I, I, I do feel like, you know, cockiness or bravado often comes from I don't have self-love, so I will yes. create the appearance of something false. That's right. But people that are steeped in self-love have so much self-love and it feels so good, they can't wait to give it away to others. That's right. It actually makes us more generous with our loving. That's right. It's the absence of self-love. It's the absence of the heart energy that causes you to stay in that third chakra energy of power and will and strength. Yes. So then you feel like what is self-love is just exerting power in the yeah. world, exerting will in the world. Yeah. But really, when you exert love in the world, it's such a different energy vibration, and there is more than enough for everyone. It is such an infinite supply yes. that it can't run out. It's yeah. not like if I give myself too much self-love, I don't have enough love for my best friend. That's right. You know, it's infinite. There's always more and more there. So it's just such a, a clever way that our ego tricks us into staying out of self-love to tell us, if you love yourself, this or this or this could happen. Actually, Osho has the most amazing. I was just quote. Were hoping. You just I was that? literally being like, "Oh, I feel like the I Osho feel like quote's it's coming." coming. Um, so Osho says, "I know we talk about Osho all the time, but hey, who wouldn't? He's amazing." <laughs> he says, "Love makes you rebellious, revolutionary. Love gives you wings to soar high. Love gives you insight into things so that nobody can deceive you." exploit you or oppress you and the priests and politicians survive only on your blood they survive on exploitation to make you spiritually weak they have found a sure method 100% guaranteed and that is to teach you not to love yourself because if a man cannot love himself he cannot love anybody else either the teaching is very tricky they will say love others because they know that if you cannot love yourself, then you cannot love at all. But they go on saying, love others, love humanity, love God, love nature, love your wife, love your husband, your children, your parents, but don't love yourself because to love oneself is selfish. They condemn self-love as they condemn nothing else. They have made their teaching look very logical. They say, if you love yourself, you will become an egoist. If you love yourself, you will become a narcissist. It is not true. A man who loves himself will find that there is no ego in him. It is loving others without loving yourself in trying to love others that the ego arises. That's right. And that's what we're talking about, about um, 
you know, standing for self-love. It's that if you don't stand for self-love, the thing running your life is your ego. That is it. And, and that's what we can see. We can see it in our culture. We can see it in our politics. When you're not taking a stand for genuine, genuine expression of love, then what happens is the ego arises and will override the heart. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, it, when you were reading that, it made me think of the golden rule mm. when Jesus says, love your neighbors as you love yourself. Mm. And what is inside that sentence as you love yourself, implied that before you can do anything, you must love yourself. Yeah. Right? And so that gives us a starting point of where in my life can I bring more love to myself? Can I bring more acceptance? Can I bring more celebration? Can I get excited about myself? Mm. One of my favorite quotes of all time is Joseph Campbell's, the privilege of a lifetime is being yourself. Mm. And so in t- our lives change the moment that we see being ourselves right now at this moment is the privilege of our lifetime. And that we can say, right now, this moment, here is where the party's at. Here's where the excitement mm. at. Here's where the magic is at. at and, I, and, it, and it is because I say it is. Yes. Right? Yes. So I have this power, like, because God can only express itself through me when I, when I allow it. So that the moment that I say, this is where the power is, this yes. is where the magic is, this is where it's happening, and as I say it, that protest energy comes out of me, yes. it is so, because at that moment, I have become the space where it can be so. And the thing is, is what happens in a moment of protest? Everyone turns and looks. Ooh! Everyone turns their head and goes, what's going on over there? What is that person so passionate about? What are they standing for? What what does that sign look like? What are they chanting? What like everybody cannot help but turn and say, "I'm now interested in that." So we want to protest our self love with so much vigor, so much zeal, so much excitement that people have to turn and look and be like, "What's going on over there? There is something happening. That mm. person cares deeply." And just like I think about like on the on the, all the marches where people would be like chanting, mm. you know. All the chants, those are like affirmations. Yes. Right? So when we have our morning practice and possibly look in the mirror, (laughs) if you're like me and like your mirror work, work, you say these affirmations and they get you juiced up with this is what I care about. This is is the truth of my being. And we create this kind of like activity and energy inside of us so that we can bring that out into the world. And think about what happens when you see someone protesting something. One of two things happen. You either join their protest or you go, I want to create my own. So the worst case scenario, if someone disagrees with your standing for your self-love, the worst case scenario is guess what they're going to do? Stand for their own. Perfect. So how great would that be? To have a whole world full of artists and leaders and creators and uh, mothers and fathers and children that are all standing for, I am enough, I am worthy, I am here with a dharma and a purpose, and I am here to shout it from the rooftops how excited and activated I am that I get to be me. And then in that world, we become nature. Every tree is as beautiful as the next. Every flower is as beautiful as the next. Every wave of the ocean is perfect. And then we together get to create this ecosystem of abundance and prosperity and love and light and purpose and there's no competition anymore. 
That is what I want to stand for. That is our protest. <laughs> that is the create it protest. protest. <laughs> and that feels rebellious, too. Yeah, yeah. If, if everybody is busy criticizing themselves and being inside their not-enoughness, our rebellion is love. Yeah. And how great, um, you know, like all the great songs in the world, like All You Need Is Love <laughs> and all these beautiful songs, it's like musicians know yeah writers know it's like the artists know that love is the only name of the game and that love is inside of us all the time and it's our choice every day if we decide to activate the love that we are mm. um louise hay the mother of all mere work oh louise says you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked <laughs> try approving of yourself and see what happens yeah yeah. I mean, it does feel rebellious. You know, I know, um, you know, I know in myself when I have those, those doubts and those thoughts and it, my voice in my head will always say like, well, are you sure? You know, are you sure you did a good job? Are you, are you sure you should wear that? Are you sure you should say that? It's, it's always this little nagging voice of, of doubt, you know, and, and as a protest to say, nope, not you today. But the voice, the other voice, the other possibility of you are enough. Good job. I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Way to go. That voice is always available too. And as protest, you don't try to put resistance or energy into eliminating the voice you don't want. You just put your love and attention and energy towards the voice you do want. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So, so. if you want to join us on our <laughs> self-love protest, if you want to start your own rebellion... Um, one of the things we did in Create this week is we had uh, everyone name what their protest is. Yeah. So um, I think mine was goddess is as goddess does. Yes. That's the name of my protest. And we also made signs. You know how in like um, protest marches, people make those signs with the clever slogans? So what would your clever slogan be that you would put on a sign mm. that you'd say, I'm going to stand for this and carry this around? Mm. And you know what? I actually had the idea after we taught, so I'll have to remember to say this tonight if it comes back in. But I was thinking um, we had people at Create actually make signs, and we encouraged people, like, go home, get a big uh, piece of cork board and, like, really make a sign and put it somewhere visible in your house. But another thing that came into me is make a small little, like, card-sized mm -hmm. version and just put it in your wallet. That's right. And then every time you go to the subway, there it is, mm -hmm. and you remind yourself. Every time you get money out of your wallet, there it is, and you remind yourself. Whatever you are calling your self-love protest, um, I think some members of our community said, like, I am um, kind and divine, or someone else said, like, um, I am enough even though I don't have a lot of hair, you know, like all, the, all these like funny little things. So it can be something that makes you laugh. It can be something that feels like really deep for you. Like whatever gives you power, whatever makes you feel really juicy and gets you activated, write it down, make it pretty, take out colored markers and put it in a place in your wallet, on your mirror, in your bedroom, um, on the fridge that you'll see it every day and you can constantly remind yourself that is who I am. That is who I am. The conditioning is who I'm not. And as protest, I am taking a stand for this, this new reality, so I can create a new world from the inside out. That's exactly right. That's and it. it is important to have these kind of tools, like the sign, like the little card in your wallet or the sign that you see up, because if we think we've been programmed for years 
for our brains to always look at the th- to look for the thing that where the problem is like yeah. to have that negativity bias and that it takes that activeness inside of ourselves to really turn flip, it around turn it around yeah and once we can do it for ourselves then others can see it and it can magnify and i love that true change is only ever a thought away and oh. then the next thought and then, and then the, the next, next thought, thought and then, and then the, the next. next thought yep that's right yeah. and we'll get better the more we do it so Ooh. let's take a stand yes please <laughs> and if you want to you know shout it from the rooftops and tell people on the subway and you know like amazing i had an audition the other day where um you know it was a model audition and it was one of those moments of like my ego being like natalie why are you at a model audition you know like in my five foot two self um <laughs> And I just decided that instead of being um, competitive with all of these models, I was just going to make them all my best friends. And they were all lovely, and we had the best time. And it was just being in the waiting room, reading my Osho book, and just being authentic, that as protest, I'm going to be one of the models today. (laughs) Because you can decide for yourself. That's right. That's right. So what are you going to stand for? What do you care about? What's important to you? And what is the love maybe as a clue, what is the love that you feel like is missing for you in the outer world? And how can you start to say, how am I not giving myself that? Mm. Let's see what happens. And you know, if you want to share your protest signs and take a little picture, you could always post it on the Create Community Facebook page, or you could post it on Instagram or Twitter at the Create Playgroup, and we would love to see what you're up to. Yes. You know, it makes me think of um, that Course in Miracles quote is the only thing that's ever missing is what we're not giving. Mm. So let's let's now take a stand for giving it all to ourselves. Let's do it. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And have the best time at starting your rebellion. Start your rebellion and come visit us at www.thecreateseries.com and uh, we'll check you out very soon. And I baptize this the best create podcast of all time. If you want to know about the Create Workshop Series, you can go to www.thecreateseries.com. And if you want to know more about us, you can go to kristenhenge.com or natalieroy.com. And if you want to come to Create, you can go to the Actors Green Room in New York City. Um, and it is Sunday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And their website is www.theactorsgreenroom.com. And you can buy Create On Demand if you don't live in New York City. Woohoo! Woo-hoo!